Welcome, one and all, to the mystical world of Felbar. Adventures abound throughout this realm, and we appreciate the opportunity to regale you with some stories from these trails. These accounts are all based on actual RPG experiences that occurred within Adventures in Felbar. Some of these tales may be for mature audiences, while others may be for very immature audiences. We now present the sage Mikas Tumo from Tamel, also known as the Bard of Felbar. Welcome to session Fartuk-129. Last time on the Bard's podcast, Cape Silvertongue and Lady Irena had become separated from the others and had been caught by a pair of guards. A confrontation ensued, and the pair quickly discovered that the gulag had been emptied of all the remaining guards. Thinking quickly, the twosome donned the guard outfits and made entry into the notorious jail and ended up freeing the prisoners. With time growing short, the collective headed down to the street to try and stop the coronation of Ober Rush to becoming the head of the city. We rejoin Fargus Stoutheart and Sister Elaine as they have also borrowed guard attire and have reached the town square ahead of the others. Sister Elaine looked at the ranger questioningly and took a deep breath. So your plan is to kill Roush and deal with Poldapot? That's your plan. Fargus began to give his explanation liking it to cutting off the head of a snake, but the cleric was dubious, pointing out that there were a lot of guards here. She also explained the reservations about outright killing the man. Really? You have your doubts? We already know he got his position by sending your high bishop to jail. He had us arrested. He's up there with that bitch that trapped us in the crystal ball, and if that weren't enough, he's standing up there with the head of the syndicate. I'm half tempted to kill all three for good measure. He replied indignantly. Sister Elaine looked up to the raised grandstand and recognized Zamora and the guard captain who had given them so many problems along with a rather sketchy individual that was probably the famous leader of the syndicate. She exhaled deeply and nodded her consent and then spoke in a low tone. Okay, but we'll need to get closer. I'm out of range for my spells and if you miss, we'll bring down Hades onto our shoulders. Fargus nodded and took a grim look. Biting his lip, he extended his hand. The cleric clasped hers into his and shook her head. It has been my greatest pleasure working with you, Reverend Daughter, said the stern ranger. Sister Elaine looked sad and nodded her head in agreement. Each took a deep breath and then calmly strode out to the cobblestone and approached the raised stage. Fargus fingered the trigger on his magical crossbow nervously as the pair closed the gap between themselves and their prey. Several blocks away, Tonia called out to Cabe and Lady Irena. The former slave asked for the pace to be lessened as some of the prisoners were in bad shape and could not continue the fast pace that the elven individuals were using. They stopped and allowed the gang of prisoners to catch up. Many were winded and showed signs of wounds that had not completely healed. The mage pointed out that they were still at least two blocks from the town square, and time was waning. Cabe thought for a moment and pulled out a small, flute-like instrument. He played a merry tune and began to move through the crowd. The music seemed to re-energize the rabble, and their resolve was strengthened by the upbeat tune. Cabe returned to the front of the mob and spoke to them in a loud, commanding voice. People! People! I know you were tired. I know that you are hurt. I know that you have been through a lot. 
We are here to help you, but we need you to help yourselves. Those that struck you, those that imprisoned you, those who have wronged you are just up ahead. They are happy. They think what they have done is win. The one thing they did was to show you your inner strength. Your grim resolve in your smallest finger shows more courage than your oppressors have in their entire body. You have lost people, friends, family. We have lost friends and family as well. Today, we will make them pay. You will have your revenge. You will make them pay. The Motley group cheered loudly, but suddenly a very bright orb appeared over the top of the building a few blocks away. The bright light was as if the sun had descended on Phoenix. Moments later, the light was extinguished and a colossal disturbance was heard. Cobblestone shook and signs of businesses began to sway. The mob stepped back at the sudden shockwave, but Lady Irena stepped up and yelled to them, Be not afraid! It is a sign! A sign of our victory! She charged towards the town square and Cabe fell in behind her. Tonia screamed and held aloft a stolen short sword and led the prisoners as they surged forward. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet, Sister Elaine said in a hushed tone as the pair moved between the ranks of guards and continued their approach to the stage where Pol Pot was extolling the virtues of Roush, but the words were lost on the pair of adventurers as they focused on what they were about to do. The cleric pointed out that she needed about ten more feet to be safe, but Fargus noticed a guard sergeant approaching from the side looking at the out-of-place pair. We got trouble. I can't wait. Fargus threw his guard tabard over to one side and raised his magical crossbow, lining up his shot. The guard sergeant observed the assassination attempt and charged forward. Sister Elaine hastily mumbled some words and Zamora began to glow in a blue light as the hold person spell took effect. Fargus pulled the trigger but had been spotted by Commander Roush who was able to dodge the missile weapon. A moment later, the sergeant plowed into Fargus, knocking him sideways into Sister Elaine. The jostling was enough to end her concentration, and a weakened Zamora fell to the planks of the platform. Several more guards charged in and pointed halberds at the cleric's neck, while a pair of huge men held Fargus down. What do we have here? mocked Roush from the platform. He assisted the dark woman back to her feet, and she stared angrily at Sister Elaine, who stood, unflinching, surrounded by sharp blades. It appears we have the rebels who have previously fled from justice. Today, justice will have its revenge. The man smirked from his higher position as Pol Pot dismissed the guards who had quickly surrounded him during the missile attack. The sketchy older man looked down at the pair and waved off the guards who had disarmed Fargus of his blade and crossbow along with Sister Elaine's magical mace. The two surrounded by men-at-arms and it appeared everything was about to end violently. The syndicate leader turned to the former captain and inquired if these were the individuals that they had sought for for so long. Roush nodded and Pole chuckled. Tell me, brave ones. Where are your associates that we seek? 
pair stood firm and were silent. Pole waved to a guard who quickly smashed Fargus in the back with a polearm, dropping him to his knees. Gasping for breath, it was clear the ranger was hurt. Sister Elaine raised her hands and yelled stop. Our associates have perished. We are all that is left, and today we will end your reign of terror, as she pointed at the trio. Samora stepped up and appeared to be ready to cast a spell, but was stopped by the syndicate leader. You say, you will end our reign of terror, is it? The old man cackled, followed by several guards laughing audibly. Just how do you intend on doing that, reverend daughter? Your church has been closed. Your high bishop imprisoned on treason charges. You have no friends left. You are alone. Tell me, how will you stop us without any help? Clenching her teeth, Sister Elaine glared at the guard who had struck Fargus and helped the man to his feet, albeit grudgingly. Standing up right next to the woman, Fargus put on a defiant face and glared up at the stage. Sister Elaine grinned widely and yelled out, You are mistaken, Pole de Pot. We have our friends. She extended her hands into the air and murmured an incantation. Moments later, a powerful blast of light encompassed the area and barrels began to rumble down the incline of the street behind the stage. We close out this episode now and give you our thanks for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Bards Podcast. For everyone in Adventures at Philbar, thanks for listening.